Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in little gold. <laughs> you know, the first Fat Man's Club to form was the Fat Man's Association of New York City in 1869, Max. We've had Fat Man's Clubs with every offensive line I've ever been on. It was always about the hogs. But there was really Fat Man's Clubs that formed way back in the 1800s. Isn't that amazing? That is. That is. I mean, listen, because they knew. They knew. It, it is a special brethren, a special association when you have big bodies in enclosed spaces. You know, it's a lot of warmth, a lot of closeness, voluntary or involuntary. A lot of warmth indeed. <laughs> Think about this now. It started, they, it, the organization spread across the country, even going to like France and Germany. And the clubs were, you know, they, the guys would, they'd come off, they'd come together, they'd eat, you know, show off their weight, and more importantly, you know, they eat a ton of great food, right? It's like uh, this, the members would say, we're fat, we're making the most of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not nothing says excess like us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. you think about all the body positivity movements, all right, that are going on all around us. You know, I mean, they got all yeah. kinds of stuff. But this one here, they 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 wore their weight like a medal of honor, man. <laughs> l l listen, we there was no body shaming. I mean, we no. we, we br proudly embrace <laughs> what it is. We embrace the girth, you know? Yes. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I think of is that, you know, there's a special bond in an O-line room. Yes. There, there's Because, A, we're all obviously not skilled enough to run or, you know. <laughs> catch the ball, touch kick it, the ball. Touch it, touch, we're, we're, not, we're only allowed to touch the football literally at the beginning of the play. Yeah. You know. And that's just and one only, of us. Yes. And one out of five. So we yeah. have so it's like twenty percent of us is even allowed to touch the ball. <laughs> Think about that. 
Here we go. You've got some. Here's some of the clubs that were around in the 1800s. The New England Fat Man's Club. All right. The Jolly Fat Man's Club. The United Association of the Heavy Men of New York State. (laughs) There's another club called. United Heavy Men. United Association of the Heavy Men of New York State. And then there's another club called the Heavyweights. And even a French yeah. club called Les Cinq Kilos, the 100 Kilos Club. <laughs> what a oh bunch of lightweights God. these guys were. Yeah, yeah, 100 kilos, that's all you got to that, offer? That's it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But these... What is it, 218? Was it 218 <laughs> is the minimum requirement? Come oh, on. Man, we could do that when we were in sixth grade for crying out loud. You know? Yeah, exactly. Give me a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would have weigh-in competitions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, that's just hey, like weigh-in Tuesdays for us, man. I was about to say, that, that, that that's actually – they're celebrated for weighing in. We're dreading weigh-in, you know, <laughs> on a football field. Exactly. Oh, God, again? Oh. Again? Oh. They, it's every Thursday? Really? Oh, man. Gosh, dog. It. It's like it's – like, it should have just drank water and looked at celery. <laughs> a lot of these weigh-ins uh, yeah. were open to the public, and people from far and wide would gather to see which plump man was going to win the gold. They also which plump, jolly old fella. <laughs> Santa Claus made me weighed in. Think about I was about this. to say, it's like, it was like a Kris Kringle competition. <laughs> They they had other events like picnic excursions. They had a fat man's St- ball. No. They had a clam bake. Dude, no, you just said they had picnic excursions. That means they went and searched for picnics. Oh my god. This that is like it's like Yogi Bear, right? <laughs> hey boo boo. Uh, I found another picnic basket. <laughs> hey, hey boo boo. I love that. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. Oh, Max! Is... We would have been, but the offensive line. Speaking of now today, all right, because the Fat Man's Club started going out of uh, vogue in the 1920s, but um, in in the offensive line uh, room, it's it's always in vogue. You know, I mean, yeah. the offensive line to me is the tightest group going. Yeah, there's nobody. The defensive line, they you know, they have their own, and you know the linebackers and stuff. The running, well, and, but nobody's and, and as tight as the offensive line. They're, and they're concerned with muscles and individual stats, right? You know, right. so it throw them work. out of there. That's Get right. out of here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so the offensive line, and, and again, we touched on it earlier, but one of the greatest uh, parts of the turnaround here from two and six to six and two is the fact that the rushing game is now gaining a ton of mojo. I mean, you're averaging 146.3 per game. You're averaging 4.3 a carry. Those seem to be numbers you couldn't even hope to hit when we started off the first two and six, you know, eight games of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this this was the dream. This was the dream to make sure that you got to this point and we wanted to see progress you knew who you were a year ago and what this team was considered and you knew that the hole you had to climb yourself out of and they never backed down they never got down on themselves they only continued to to galvanize as a unit Absolutely. and I thought that and Pat Meyer kept their heads on straight as well because yeah. obviously 
you know, the guys have to go out and play, but your coach is, is concerned for the psyche. He's controlling. He's controlling the, the 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 melon, you know, making sure that melon stays ripe. It doesn't 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 go sour. <laughs> and you know, Coach Meyer did that. He kept these guys together, even when all the external noise. Heck, even from us, you know, it wasn't as positive as it could have been. But because we weren't seeing the, the results to to yield a positive statement, but they just kept at it. They just kept chipping away at it. They kept saying, okay, we're just going to keep going. And that's why that's why I reserve judgment on this line until after six weeks. Oh, yeah. Because yep. it's like you can't tell with a brand-new group of guys together. Now, I know you can say, oh, well, Chooks has been here. Dan Moore was here a year ago. Kevin Dotson's been here. Nah, it's different. Individuals don't make a line. That's why they call it the line. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's five guys that have to act as one. And I can tell you this, Wolf, have you ever tried to throw a punch with your pinky finger out? No, no. Bad move. Exactly. Bad yeah, move. exactly. Why is it a bad move? Because <laughs> it doesn't line up correct with the rest of the knuckles. The exactly. Finger. Yes. So that's so think about not only having the pinky, you have two fingers out Ooh. and trying to make a fist, right? Because there's two new guys added to this unit. Yep, yep. They don't, they don't know that – Oh, this means curl, right? So you have to work to get all of those five digits together and come in together so that you can deliver a blow. And that takes time. Like you ever see baby, like babies randomly, like they're just moving their fingers because they're <laughs> trying to figure it out, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's the newness of it. But once they figure it out, they're off and running. And then it becomes better. Then it becomes more efficient. Now you can make the fist faster. You can swing harder. Right, because you know what the result is, and that's all they're doing. They're building that result. They're building that muscle memory, mm -hmm. and now we're seeing that muscle memory come to fruition. And they never got upset. They never got worried. They just kept at it. They kept chopping the wood and whittling away, and now we see that they are a hammer now, not just a fist. Hammer fists, right, UFC style. There you go. We don't even use the knuckles. We use that soft part on the bottom because we can deliver even more force. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so. You're right. Look, I, you know, yeah. Cleveland's offensive line is, I give it to you. You know what I mean? They are they're a very good to great offensive line. They got some. But you know what? They've, they've given up a lot of sacks, too. You know what I mean? I, they just had, what, last week, I think it was Deshaun Watson got sacked, what, five times by the Washcoms. You know what I mean? It's not like... They're not, they're not, like, killing everybody. You know what I mean? And the Steelers' offensive line has gotten progressively better throughout, and the numbers prove it. But all you got to do is if you go back and watch um, pre-bye week offensive line play and then post-bye week offensive line play, you can see a huge amount of difference. And so much yeah. of this is, you know, again, it's like you're talking about. When the guys start playing together, when you know and you are symbiotic in the brain so that you both know that on a double team, you, you a timely coming off of the double team to pin a linebacker is huge. And that takes a little bit of experience because especially with without a declaration of who's coming off, it's like one of you two is going to be coming off. 
You know, you just got to know when and where. And that, that takes some timing because just like a quarterback throws a ball on a timing route to a wide receiver, so in another way, two guys that are double teaming, taking that, that guy with his hand in the dirt back w- towards the linebacker, you got to be ready for one of you two to disappear and the other guy take over the block. Yeah, and, and, and that takes coordination. That takes timing. Yes, it because, does. And, and sometimes it might be even a, sh- a subtle thing as a shoulder nudging over, right? might be a slight shoulder nudge. And in the midst of all that force, you have to be able to feel that, right? And know that that's there and communicate that, hey, man, you know, when I, when I kind of nudge you with the shoulder, you're going to feel it. Just boom, just, just, just detach and go. Or it might be a say, like, hey, go, go, go. Me, me, me. Do you, you think you, that you. works? Because like, I can't I can't imagine in the middle of all that chaos, because we never – I was – with Mike Webster, it was just like you, you just knew. Mike just made it so yeah. obvious. You know, when you were – when you needed to get off, he was just there, large and in charge, in control. If he disappeared, you know what, I knew when he – you know, it was just a way of knowing. But verbal commands never worked for me in the middle of the chaos of slugging it out with on a double team. Well, I think, and that 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 that's each guy's different, right? Right. I I know I know that for for Trey Essex, right? I knew Trey. I could I could yell and he would do it. Okay. Chris, I had to physically, you know, <laughs> have to have to hit him with the with a shoulder, or if it was a three technique on a double team, I was just going to knock the guy completely into him. Yeah. You know, like right, right. like those are the things. And then with Willie. Willie, we just knew. We didn't even have to communicate yeah. when we played next week. You know there what I'm saying? Go. So every guy's different in that aspect. It's just, like you said, getting to know who the guy is, right? Yes. Getting to know who your brother is next to you and what makes him work. Some guys do better with verbal commands. Some guys are physical commands. Some guys just feel it instinctually. And then it also is a difference between a man gap scheme versus an actual inside zone scheme to where how are we working to this? So I think that's that's all, but that takes time. Yes. That takes time to figure those out. Just like how I explained it, that took time. The sa- just imagine the same thing in real life with force going against you. Mm-hmm. It just takes a little bit more. So I think that's one of the biggest things. They had to figure that out. And now you see them, and now it, it, it's one contingent group. Dan Moore knows what Kevin Doss is thinking. Kevin Doss knows what Mason Cole's thinking. Mason Cole knows what James Daniels is thinking. And then – uh, Jay, uh, I'm sorry, James knows what Chooks is thinking, and mm. then boom, telephone it back, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, bring the wave back to him. They each know how, he, how the other one to their other side's thinking. So I think that's that's all part and parcel in this process, and that's why when you have a group that's been together for years, they figure those things out, and now you say, you know what? Boom, we're good. We're good. Hey, we just pick up where we left off last year, but you need next year to have a last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to actually draw off of that experience. Well, you know, I especially now, Jadavian Clowney, I wonder if he's going to play Sunday. That's going to be interesting because and, and in any way, shape, or form, next guy up to me is, I think, is a rookie. Could be Alex Wright. Could be, it depends on who it could be, Perrion Winfrey. Um, but regardless, it's not the player of Jadavian Clowney's reputation i should say because it's his i think his reputation is bigger than his actual play you know yeah um but and we've kind of discussed that already but they you know they, they they've been hurt at linebacker uh they they've been playing whoever they can they got what i think they've been through two or three linebackers who have been on ir now um so they're, they're missing yeah. some serious pieces to the defense 
And Joe Wood, the defensive coordinator, has been on the hot seat all season long. Yeah. Yeah, I think changes will happen because, you know, you, you, you were in the playoffs just a short while ago. Right, correct. And now you're out of it again, and you paid a lot of money. Paid a lot of money this offseason for a different result. And you didn't get that. So I think there will be transition. There will be change uh, coming uh, for this Cleveland Brown squad. But you know what? Let, let's go ahead and let's just fast track that change. Let's let's not make it Wednesday. Let's make it a Monday decision. Uh, you know, um, but but it, but it's going to come down to to the play of that offensive line against that defense. They didn't have a great showing on that Thursday night. Obviously, this is a different team uh, that that's that's going to be walking in the Acrisure Stadium from the Steelers sideline, as well as there will be a different team walking in uh, from the Cleveland visitors side. <clears throat> but I think one has one is trending up, the other one's trending down. Yeah. No doubt about and, it. And we just need to go out and make it true. Make it true. Let's see who it is. That's why we have these ball games. Because if we just went off of, you know, statistics and analytics, it would be boring. <laughs> That's why we have a physical matchup to see the difference. But, Wolf, we're going to step aside. Because we're trending. We'll, <laughs> we're, tr- we're trending towards a break. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are in the locker room. Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they run it left. Nope, they fake it. He's going to throw it long down the field. There's a man open. And that pass is caught at the Pittsburgh 40. Tackled at the 39 by Cam Sutton is Amari Cooper. He was wide open in the middle of the field on third and one. And uh, Mari Cooper is a guy that Steelers really got to watch out for. 76 catches, 1,109 yards, 14.5 average, and he's got nine TDs max. So he's one of those guys you got to watch out for, but it's kind of weird because David Njoku, his numbers are down quite a bit over the last three weeks. Well, I, th- I think th- that after that offensive outburst, <laughs> that amazing game he had against us, David Njoku finally became David Njoku again. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I think that's one of the things, though, as you're, as you're looking at and you're breaking this team down, you realize that David Njoku um, is still a guy who's very deadly um, yeah. in the middle of the field. Yeah. So you can't take his production. You can't just look at his numbers Remember the last game you played against him, right? Mm-hmm. And what we did as a team to give him the opportunities that he had. It's about having the speed. It's about having the guys at linebacker make sure that you're protecting him. Now, granted, I will say this. You know, you don't have Jacoby Brissett throwing to him. You have Deshaun Watson, right? Right, right. So it's a this is already a different type of circumstance. Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper, right? Yep. Fifty fifty jump ball. You're gonna you're gonna throw. You're gonna test it. Donovan People Jones is a streaker. Yep. Um, down the field, like he's a burner. So you know where those guys are. So the biggest thing is pressure, pressure, 
take Nick Chubb out of the equation. Make them a one-dimensional team. But if you don't stop the run and they're allowed to play action off of it, we could expect the same thing that we did in, in the first matchup. So that's why it's going to be important to make sure that we are on top of it defensively, understanding the assignments. You know, this is a team, I mean, they just beat the Commanders 24 to 10. You know, so, yep. they, they, so they can still put points up Absolutely. even with a bad Deshaun Watson. So you can't allow them to be in these games. And like you said, the defense gets worse as the game progresses. So if you could start fast, you can put them out of whack early. And then once – and they're a team that's teetering. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like looking a lot of these guys – to quit. Oh, looking for – they're looking for a reason to put that second foot in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. One foot's already in the parking lot. Give them a second reason to go in the parking lot. And I think that's what you have to kind of – constantly keep your mind um, on is that if we start fast, we pour the dirt on early, we'll get no resistance in the end. And so that's what the Steelers have to worry about. Continuing starting fast, keeping the record, the record, right? When we score first, good things happen when we score first. So if you continue with that same mantra, and yes, we've broken the curse of not scoring first and still winning. Yes. um, You know, against the Raiders, but you still have to make sure you're putting points up in the first quarter. And that's the key. And that was the issue we had last year and why we had to scrape and fight because we couldn't put points up in the first quarter of games. And all the points came in the second half. We are changing that narrative this year. So let's keep on that trend because that's a good trend. Absolutely. There's no question about it, my friend. Look, I I, I like the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson, though he trended up in the last game, and it wasn't really – his completion percentages uh, was 56% uh, overall, but now he's down to – last week it was 50, but he still threw three TD passes. So he's coming on somewhat, but I still like our opportunities to be able to put him uh, in the doghouse, so to speak, early on. Uh, The Steelers are the sixth most blitzingest team in the NFL. Um, I I think that we can blitz uh, Deshaun Watson and get after him if we can shut down. Obviously, first of all, the run. Nick Chubb is just he's the guy. I mean, you're talking about 1,500 yards coming into this game. Just about um, this guy is dynamite. I mean, five yards a carry basically. This guy is uh, just one of the best backs in the NFL. Easy, um, and you've got to stop him. You got to be able to then put the Browns in that position of being third and long, not those makeable third downs. But certainly, uh, you look at Amari Cooper and David Njoku, I mean, over the last three weeks, he's only got six receptions for 63 yards. Um, That's not really killing it the way you would expect him to be killing a guy of his caliber. I don't know. I um I look at this and I think that the Steelers, because the Browns, all their offensive vitals have been trending downward. Uh, but like you said, last week they beat the Washcoms. So it's not like they're coming in here saying, oh, we don't have a chance to win. But there, it's also, you know, there's something about going somewhere where you've had your butt whipped so many times that you start to kind of like go, uh, this this could well be one of those those situations again. You know what I'm talking about? You know, just that looming atmosphere of, boy, we've we've been to Heinz Field then, Acrisure now, and we've gone through the, the process of ending the game and taking that long bus ride home on the last 
regular season game of the year, maybe not even being accompanied by a former head coach because he's getting an Uber back to Cleveland. You know, I mean, you just never know. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the mindset you have to kind of carry into this game is, hey, we've got to be on top of it. We've got to be at our best. We've got to we've got to make sure that we make them believe what they think they believe. And you can't waver from that. And even if you have that decided advantage, you can't play down um, to your competition. You mm-hmm. have to play at your standard level when they're playing below you and then rise to the occasion when they're playing above you, right? I mean, that's kind of been the moniker of this whole entire second half of the season has been they have played at their standard or above. Don't dip below the standard. Yeah. And you've see, you've said it right now. What the trend that you've set and the standard that you set for yourself is: we're going to be physical. We're going to run the football, and then we're going to play action off of it, and we're going to be stingy on defense. That that that's that's who you are as of right now. So go out there and play and be who you are. And this plays perfectly into the opponent that you're going up against in the Cleveland Browns, because they want to establish the run. The run gives them breathing room. gives gives Deshaun Watson less pressure. Right, And then, of course, if they stop the run, that puts you into a one-dimensional thing. And this team's built to pass rush. They're not built to run defend. So that's where it's playing strength on strength here and seeing which one's going to be the better of the two. No doubt about it. Now I got something to ask you. All right. Uh, Terrell Austin says that, you know, we're going to see more of Devin Bush this weekend. Um, there's also the possibility that you know you look at some of the things that uh, Cleveland does. They use they use 13 personnel. They'll go they'll line up with three tight ends. You know, and I'm wondering if that means that you might package Mark Robinson in some of those situations like uh, last week. You know, when they went jumbo, they go heavy, and it's an obvious. Uh, obviously, they're going to try to slug it out in the trenches and, and run the ball and get after you and all that sort of stuff, but. Um, I, I sure hope that they still give some good snaps to Mark Robinson because he was very productive last week. Well, it, I, I think I think Mark has earned that, right? Right. I mean, like we, we were talking about this whole eat what you kill, right? He had a good game, so yeah. he so I think he deserves it. But I think at the same time, you're also looking for balance. You're also looking to show, hey, we have four linebackers we can roll out there. Um, I think Devin will be more into it. But I don't think that it's going to necessarily hurt Mark. I think Mark will just be more specialized in this process because he's still young. Right. And mm-hmm. he's still figuring it out, right? But he needs the reps. So now they're getting more and more reps um, to, to get the job done. Absolutely. All right. Now, you got that. Now, I'm flipping on the other side. Now you got Miles Garrett. One of the things they do with Miles Garrett is they play him as a stand-up uh, over the center. I think he got a sack or two off Washcoms there doing that, just standing up as a, uh, you know, pigeon seeker. You're looking for the pigeon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's the pigeon? <laughs> Obviously, he felt the center from the Washington uh, command, uh, uh, Commanders. I, I just call them Washcoms. For the Washcoms, the center was the pigeon. Yeah. No, I mean – it's it's one of those things that you get you've got you got to find that guy, and when you find that guy, guess what? It's like it's like the old duck hunt game in Nintendo, right? Get the little gun, and 
you, you and, and you try and cheat, you put it right up against the TV as opposed to standing away and, and hitting it. I don't know. I don't know if your kids had to deal with that with Duck Hunt. I was that kid that would that would put it right up against the TV. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. Man, I'm, I'm killing it. I got every single one. <laughs> What's been your when, favorite video game? I mean, you know, you, oh, you play a man. number of them, right? I do play a number of them. I mean, I, right now I'm obsessed with uh, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty. Okay. Um, now, what's that? Because you got to explain it so, to somebody that's so, a mess. Yeah, yeah. So, Call of Duty, it, it's um, it, it's a first-person shooter uh, video game. So, it, and it's based on military type of um, you know sides and factions, especially if you're playing multiplayer. Um, and then, of course, they have this thing that's called uh, DMZ or Warzone, mm-hmm. and you have a team. You have a team of three guys, and they drop you into a certain place on this huge open world map. And they have you know artificial intelligence, so or like CPUs mm-hmm. that you, that 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 are like simulated em- enemies. Or and you also have real teams in there, so they'll drop other real teams on this huge world map. So if you interact with those other teams, you have to eliminate those teams as well. Uh, so it's a good challenge. Uh, you have all these different weapons you got to like upgrade. But um, but and then you have the story mode or the campaign mode, which takes you through a storyline as though you're working for these different factions and you're trying to eliminate threats <laughs> on a story mode. So that's one that's of the games a lot I'm, of I'm with. man. That's just a lot. But you know what's funny that that that's that's like that's my wind down. That's that's my that that's, that's my I need a I need a mental break type of game. Really? You know? Yeah, so see, I, mean, I need so a that, mental break. I I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go, there you go. See, di- different ways of getting to the same place. I feel like I can tune out on that. I can do that. I mean, on my on my phone, um, you know, I pl- I play Homescapes when I'm on okay. the airplane. I play yeah. Homescapes and I play and I play word searches. So those are my two go tos uh, on airplane on the phone. And then of course with my kids, we do Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. That's our family game. It's like, a, and that game is more like you build an island, you that's, harvest, yes, my, all that some kind of my kids of stuff. like doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the one that I, me and my wife do. So each of us have our own little character, and we each have a different task on the island. Do you go fish? Then, like, do you do all the fishing oh, stuff? Yeah. Oh, the fishing, the the swimming. <laughs> oh yeah, we do all that hunting for shells. Um, you know, we do it all. Put you know. Quincy, my youngest, she loves pulling the weeds. Um, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. So, and you know, and then their friends all have islands, so they go to their friends' islands, they trade and stuff. So, I mean, th- th- there's a different game for each console system. Like my oldest daughter, she's really into anime, so we play a game called Jump Force. Um, so that's our game together um, that we play, uh, just me and her on the Xbox. So I mean, yeah, I I have games for different situations. Unbelievable, unbelievable, my friend. All right, yeah. we Gaming better go. Culture. We better go so we can wrap this up. That's right, bell lap, bell lap segment coming up next after we <laughs> after this commercial break here in the locker room. Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. <laughs> The 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. First and 10 at the 33. Back is Trubisky. Fires it down the field. What a catch by Pat Fryermuth! Across midfield. He's tackled at the 41-yard line. He was covered closely by John Johnson, the third, but he still reeled it in. How about that? You got to love it. Two tight ends in NFL history have 60 or more receptions in their first two years. One was Keith Jackson of the Eagles, and the other is Pat Fryermuth. Pretty good stuff there. Good company to be in with. Yeah, no, I mean, you're talking about rarefied air there that Pat Fryermuth is jumping into already in this young career. And I have to say, listen, when you're thinking about, hey, we need another Heath, not, that, that's, tall, that's tall order. Yes, but it I'm is. just saying, the kid is walking in some, in, in some footsteps down a path that leads me to believe he could be on his way. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward. Oh, oh, oh my oh goodness. <laughs> oh. A third report. Working overtime at the SNR <laughs> breaking news desk. I'll have to remember this in my negotiations at the end of the year. <laughs> you want more good news? We got more good news. Well, I guess maybe. The opposite way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Bad news. Okay. Depending. Uh, it looks like the Jets are really uh, trotting out the backups here, gentlemen, because Joe Flacco going to be under center. <sighs> Looks like Dwayne Brown, George Fant, and Nate Herbig have all been ruled out by the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So, uh, not only, Pittsburgh, are your playoff hopes in the hands of Joe Elite Flacco, uh, it also looks like some backup offensive linemen are going to have to come through clutch <laughs> in New York or New Jersey uh, or South Beach or wherever the heck this game <laughs> is being played. Wesley Euler at the SNR breaking news desk. Max and Wolf, back to you. Think oh, of, my God. Just think when you were talking about Joe Flacco earlier, and I goes, what? Now you're going to take away three starters? You're going to put uh, – oh, you know, it reminds uh, me of years ago we were playing the New York Giants, and, and, and I remember Mark Ballone was in at quarterback. It was going to make his first start of the year or something like that. And I remember we were sitting there eating, you know, uh, like a pregame meal. And, and, and Mark, we're sitting there talking about all the great Giants pass rushers, you know, from Lawrence Taylor to, you know, Pepper Johnson and everybody else in there, Harry Carson. And, 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 and I remember Mark was, like, having trouble eating his eggs, <laughs> swallowing. And Mike Webster looked at him and goes, oh, don't worry about it, Mark. My advice to you is throw the ball quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, listen, hey. Don't blink, don't think, just throw. <laughs> Can you imagine Flacco sitting there going, "Oh, great, yeah." You, you now, now you, now you play me. Then you take away three of the five starting offensive linemen. Oh, sure, fine. <laughs> Watch, put the kid in. <laughs> hey, give me the helmet with the full cage. No, no full cage. I want full a cage. Roll too. I need that. Double chin strap, not the single, not the single. I don't want the Bart star. No, no. Give me, I want two buckles. The pull one, not the snap, the pull. And again, I, give, me, give me that neck roll. I want a big neck yeah, roll. Yeah, exactly. 
You know what? You know what? Don't even don't even find my mouthpiece. <laughs> just go ahead. Just just give me a bit. Just give me a bit like a horse. It's going to wow. bite down. <laughs> you know, I know it's bad for us, but I'm sitting there thinking about the fact that Flacco's just got to be sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, soccer playoffs are next weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't want to limp. I don't want to limp. Oh, <laughs> I'm limping the rest of my life. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. I don't want. I don't want to have that. To have to carry that little donut seat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I mean, yeah. This is. But hey, you know what? You know, we're gonna we're gonna breathe positivity into this wolf. We are. We are. They, Joe they Flacco and the and, and the and the fighting backups are going to <laughs> take down the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yes, was Keanu Reeves. The the what was that movie? Um, you know about uh, re- oh the replacements. Oh the replace. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Flacco in the backup. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The fighting oh backups. My oh my goodness, that's tremendous. Yeah. Shane Shane Falco was his name. That's <laughs> yeah. just what I'm just saying. Falco Flacco. I'm just saying. Shane <laughs> Joe. Uh yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna need we're gonna need Joe, you know you know what Joe you know what Tiger Bomb, Tiger, Tiger Bomb there you go Tiger Bomb just rub it on the knees bud I'm gonna need you to be mobile <laughs> I need you to be mobile you know what I, I, listen hey whatever else you got to do to get ready if it's two massages and acupuncture go ahead go ahead <laughs> go to your heart's desire I I need you mobile fluid I don't need you being the stat I don't need you to be the statue of Flacco right back there um. You know, for for Bradley Chubb and company, I need you to go out there. I need you to throw dimes, bud. I need you to throw dimes like you did against the Cleveland Browns, right? There you go. You don't have to lead all the game. I just need you to lead for 18 seconds, the last 18 seconds. That's all I need. Well, Max, (laughs) we're down to it, buddy. I'm feeling good about this game. No, we're out of it. I am, too. I'm feeling good, Wolf. I mean, I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Yes, my friend. It's going to be a good time, and hopefully we will be talking about this on a victory Monday when we come back in the <laughs> locker room here on ESPN and SNR Radio. Have a great day, everyone, and have a great weekend. We'll see you at the ball game, or you'll listen to us on the radio, one of the two. Actually, do both. Do both. Go to the ball game and still listen to us on the radio, like those guys with those old antennae headphones. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.